So human design proved itself to be a very valuable tool for self-understanding. It's not about the system at all. It's about how we can make use of any system, any experience, any idea in order to come closer to truth. Nothing's broken, but we misunderstand what's happening. And so the body is constantly producing very effective signals, trying to capture the attention of our conscious awareness in a way that puts us back into harmony with life. The gap between ache and pleasure is only ever one of understanding. Our life is not supposed to be a challenge. We're not here to be tested. We're here for the joy of existing. Darkness is not an existent thing. It's misunderstanding. The moment you flick the light on, where does the darkness go? It never existed. Light is the thing that exists. Welcome to Reclaiming Consciousness. My name is Elise Bassine, spiritual mentor, breathwork practitioner, and owner and CEO of Elise Breathes. For many years, our consciousness has been hijacked by societal and cultural programming, religion, the media, and familial and ancestral trauma. Right now, during this epic time in history, people are waking up, realizing who they really are, and reclaiming the pieces of their consciousness that they unknowingly gave away. This podcast is an exploration of how so many spectacular humans are leading the way in exiting the matrix and reclaiming who they really are and what they're capable of. In this show, you'll meet exceptional people who are paving the way in raising consciousness and creating a new way of living on this earth. Get ready to go deep. Now let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. So this week, I am so excited for you to meet Timothy. So I have been working with him. Actually, when I recorded this, I wasn't even as deep into working with him as I am now. But his work is incredibly profound. And he has really flipped a paradigm for me in so many ways. And I'm so excited for you to meet him. He uses human design in his work, but his work is so much more than just human design. He's actually created these different methodologies of looking at yourself and the world that are incredibly helpful and profound and have been really a game changer for me in my life and business. And he really shows you how to change your relationship with yourself, change your inner landscape, and really be an allowance of what is meant to happen for you versus you know trying to manipulate or push or make things happen. It's very, very profound. And I'm really excited for you to meet him on today's episode. And definitely give him a follow and check him out because I absolutely love him. And he's somebody that is incredibly special to me. So I know you're going to enjoy the episode. I have some really exciting things going on. I received a download a couple of weeks ago around receiving. And I have been teaching and sharing a lot about this within you know, my mastermind and within my own clients. But 
I created a training called Breathwork Money and Receiving. And it's going to be August 8th and 10th, where I am going to initiate you into the new paradigm of receiving. I've downloaded the new receiving codes because what I actually saw is that everything we've been taught about receiving is actually backwards. So I'm going to initiate you into the new paradigm of receiving, what receiving actually means. And then I'm going to show you how to use breath work to facilitate receiving in the way that you are meant to. And of course, what will happen is it will open you up to new levels of receiving money, new levels of being able to hold money, to build wealth, and just to become a magnet for money to flow much more easily into your life and also for it not to be something that worries you or scares you or something that you project wounding onto. So we're going to totally flip the script around money and receiving. And I'm going to show you how to use breathwork to do that. So it's going to be super potent and powerful August 8th and 10th. We will link it below. It's only 111 right now. So I highly, highly, highly recommend signing up and joining us. It's going to be really fun. My vision for it is kind of like the freedom event. And I know a lot of you are at the freedom event where it's going to be like a really big, fun party kind of vibe, like really big energy. But the work is going to be incredibly deep, incredibly life-changing. Like expect to leave different. So that's my vision for it. And I can feel it being birthed through me. And it's like nothing I've ever taught. So definitely join me for that. Reach out to me with any questions. Also, I am enrolling for the metamorphosis method, my trauma-informed breathwork certification program, where not only do I teach you how to facilitate trauma-informed breathwork, I show you how to channel energy work, and I show you how to use the potent trauma tools that I've created to pinpoint and clear familial and ancestral trauma in yourself and your clients. This program is everything, you guys. 22 years ago, I did my first breathwork trainer program. And since then, I have been sharing this work with the world. And this is a culmination of everything I've learned, every experience I've had between being a breath worker for over 20 years, my 10 years of experience working with traumatized children as a mental health professional. And I've put everything I've learned all together. So you have an incredibly potent and powerful methodology that you can implement with your clients to help them make changes in their lives very quickly. And same for yourself. I mean, everyone who goes through it has profound changes happen in their lives and it opens up their business in ways that they couldn't imagine. I know you've heard Lori at this point and Sandy and a few other clients who've been through it. So you know, it's a really big deal. So if that's calling to you, reach out to me so we can chat about you coming in. There is an extended payment plan available and it is a nine-month program. So it makes the payment spread out pretty good. So they're pretty easy to make happen. So reach out to me so we can chat about that. I will leave it there. I'm sending you all so much love and I will talk to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I am incredibly excited for the guest that we have today. And I know we're going to have such a powerful conversation. Today, we have Timothy Brainerd with us on the show. And I have been blown away by his work. I started doing some human design sessions with him and 
literally have been blown away by his insights and wisdom and the shifts that I've already made. We're going to talk about that and a bunch of other stuff, I'm sure. So welcome to the show, Timothy. Thank you so very much. I am honored to be here with you. So I really want to go deep here and talk about your work. And I'd love to just for you to just share a little bit about you and what you do and kind of how you came to this path. And then also anything else you want to share just about your work in general, because it feels like to me what you do, yes, it's human design, but it feels like it's your own expression of that in a very unique way. So I'd love for you to just share about all of that. Thank you. I I appreciate the opportunity to share that. And it's always a unique challenge too, because how to condense an epic narrative into a a few minutes of personal biography. Probably the best way to go about that is something I've never done before, which is to share it on a thematic level. The fact of the matter is my entire life, not just my adult life, but my entire life has very clearly oriented itself toward the truth. I was fortunate to be born into a family where the subject of truth and faith and God and these big themes were prevalent. And for a very long time, I railed against that in my later teen years and early adulthood because I felt that I had been programmed to believe certain things. And of course, now all this time later, I can clearly see how perfectly the stage had been set to produce an individual whose whole heart was flung open toward the truth. Discovering the truth, however, has been an adventure unlike any I've known before. And what it's allowed me to do is to pursue truth through any avenue that I've been called to. And that included studying the religion I was raised in and eventually studying my way out of it and then studying every other religion, philosophy, and worldview that I could get my hands on over a period of more than a decade. Over the course of that time, what I was able to identify is that the truth is unavoidable. It's prevalent. We're surrounded by it. And in this context of belief systems that I was encountering and studying, that golden thread of truth was unavoidable if you knew how to sense for its presence. And so I was finding the truth in all of these kind of disparate corners of differing belief systems until finally that awareness landed and became a very condensed reality in my experience. Human design was one small piece of this puzzle. And I still to this day kind of laugh when I realize how my relationship to human design and my totally unexpected opportunity to serve others by means of that system has essentially placed me in this position of being considered some version of a human design guy or even a human design expert. I want to be clear at the outset, that is not me. I am Timothy. And human design is one of those systems that I utilize on occasion as a tool in order to present and communicate truth. So I'll pause here for a moment and check in with you. It's a bit of a monologue. Is that okay what I've shared? Yeah. So, well, thank you for sharing all of that. And I would love to hear more because first of all, I'd love to hear a little bit just more about your past. And then also, I love what you said about human design, just you didn't feel like you were an expert on that, but it just kind of ended up that way. And I'd love to hear how you ended up using that to create the tools that you've created for people. Because 
I have to tell you the tools that you created for me and the recording that you created about my body keys and, and all of that. And I want you to explain more about that really changed my life. And one of the ways of that is just the way that you were able to explain the way that I operate allowed me to understand myself in a way that was so deep and profound. And my audience knows like, I really go deep into understanding myself. Like I have like self-awareness and like emotional intelligence and spiritual intelligence. Like that's my thing. And you are able to illuminate some things for me that I had always kind of felt this struggle with Mm -hmm. and then learn how to work with those things in a way that has really opened things up for me. So yeah, I'd love to just hear more about how that all came about. Accidentally, spontaneously, unexpectedly, surprisingly, that's the answer. It's the best (laughs) answer I can give. You know, in the past, I developed a very competent capacity for producing whatever I chose to produce. And what you are describing is speaking to a chapter of my experience where no part of that conscious, intentional productivity is occurring. There was a point in time, going back several years now, I'm not good at timelines, seven, eight years now, where I closed the door on that whole way of being and opened instead towards something entirely new, which was willingness to be made use of by life in a way that was entirely authentic to me. We talk about a bit about this in your body keys as well, this idea that we can open like conduits and allow that fresh breath of life to pour through us and trust it to sing a song that's completely unique. That's what I wanted to live. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to read about it. I was tired of considering it. I wanted to see what it felt like to stake my whole life on that claim. And so that's what I've been doing for all of this time. And as a result of this, it just so happens that at the time it was about releasing myself to a full-time study of human design because it happened to be what I was excited about at the time. That's all. It could have been anything. You know, it could have been knitting, (laughs) you know, anything at all that I was deeply interested in. It just happens to be human design. And I think the reason for this is because the pursuit of truth always ultimately leads us back to ourselves. And so to pursue truth is to pursue self-understanding. And I know you, as another individual, clearly understand what this means. And that's why we meet because we're both on that path, right? So human design proved itself to be a very valuable tool for self-understanding. It also proved itself to be a very prolific trap because in the same way that it led us into an understanding of ourselves, it also provided so much information that the intellect tends to get kind of bound up in all of the detail of that. And so I had to, of course, get caught in that web and then find my way out of it. And now as I speak to the subject of human design, you'll find that it's very general. It tends to guide any listeners or viewers away from the system of human design and right back to the subject themselves. So my work has been produced as something altogether separate from human design. In some cases, for instance, in the body keys, I will utilize the tool of human design in order to establish understanding that I can then share on a very practical level with anyone who's experiencing the body keys. But in so many of my other services, I won't even touch human design. The crystal self experience is a 90 day uh, journey and we don't use human design at all in that journey. Instead, we're using power animals and 
tarot archetypes and numerology and a lot of other systems and playful experiences to encounter ourselves in real ways. That's what it's about for me. It's not about the system at all. It's about how we can make use of any system, any experience, any idea in order to come closer to truth. Yeah, I love that. And I love, you know, how you are able to see with me and, and I want to go into like the body keys because when you told me about this, the specific thing with me, which was the, what you call, is it called a challenge? Duckness pattern. Duckness pattern. Yeah, I couldn't remember the word. So you shared with me, and I believe this is part of my body keys, but correct me if I'm wrong, the areas of stuckness or the patterns of stuckness, right? And one of them being what you call melancholy. Correct. And this for me was life-changing because... And I don't know if anyone in my audience has heard me really share this in quite this way, but for most of my life, I've experienced what I would call symptoms of depression, but I never felt like I was a depressed person, right? But I would have these experiences a lot where I would be like, am I depressed? And it was interesting too, because... I remember growing up, and obviously I know this is something I told you I wanted to talk about today, is like this intersection of family and ancestral trauma and the work that you do. I remember growing up and my mom always kind of talking shit, for lack of a better word, about people who were depressed. And she would be like, well, I don't understand. When I think my mom's way of dealing with her trauma was always to kind of ignore it and just be happy, right? And just put it away and pretend to be happy and always be positive. And I know that that is one way that people can deal with their trauma. So I always had this stigma around like this idea of being depressed or this idea of being sad and always kind of felt like it wasn't really okay to feel that. But I still did, but I didn't have words for what I was experiencing because it wasn't like I was not able to get out of bed or, you know, at least I could force myself to get out of bed. And it wasn't like I was always sad because I wasn't. However, I did have this experience that I couldn't quite put my finger on ever. And then when you gave me the patterns of stuckness and I understood about this melancholy thing, it blew my mind because I was like, holy shit, this is what I've been experiencing. And you normalized it, you put words to it, and you gave me a reason why it was happening and a way out of it that fucking blew my mind. So I'd love to hear about, you know, how you came up with this stuff, like where the body keys came from and these patterns of stuckness. And like, where did this all come from? Because to me, I, I feel like you, you channeled it or something, or it just kind of came through you. And it's quite profound. First of all, it's deeply special and meaningful for me to hear what you've just shared, even as feedback. Thank you. Thank you for what you just shared with all of your listeners and also with me to know that anything that has produced itself through me could impact another life in this way. I don't know whether to sing, dance or cry. I know that feeling. I know that feeling. <laughs> so I'm deeply touched by that. The body keys were given to me. I don't know what else to say. I have created many things in my life. And then a few very special things have been created through me. That never really happened until more recently. And the Body Keys is one of the very first systems that was ever given to life through me. And it came through my contemplation on a part of human design that I didn't understand why I was paying any attention to. 
I think the reason I was paying attention to it is because no one else really had in the way that I was. And a part of what we learn in the body keys about this theme of creativity is that the ultimate expression of creativity is originality. And ultimately what's happening here is that life is continually seeking to produce itself in new ways through the unique medium of you and me and all of us, right? And so the body keys are a perfect example of that. They were given to me. They were as much of a surprise to me as anyone. I didn't figure them out. It would be more fair to say that I discovered them or I was shown them. I don't, you know, I've always struggled to connect to that. All I know is that once I started to see certain connections, all the connections made themselves and I was able to contain them on a spreadsheet and then find a way to practice with them to explore their validity in my own experience. And then ultimately I did find a way to format and deliver all that I had learned along the way. And so what we are, what we arrive at is the body keys as its own distinct system. It exists in isolation from human design, although it does utilize the system in many others. Ultimately, what's happening in the body keys is this. We have a beginning assumption that there's nothing broken or wrong at all in the physical system or in our personal experience. The only thing missing ultimately in any of us or our experience is understanding of what's happening. Nothing's broken, but we misunderstand what's happening. And so the body is constantly producing very effective signals, trying to capture the attention of our conscious awareness in a way that puts us back into harmony with life. Underlying our misunderstanding in every case is perfection. And this is why it is that the body keys presents three different layers, beginning first with stuckness patterns, which are your body's specific ways of getting your attention. That feeling of tension, that feeling of constriction, that feeling of, ah, I'm so stuck, is just a physical or sensational expression of an inner reality. It's your body trying to get your attention. And the moment that we realize we're stuck, we can relax into that next layer of discovery that we arrive at in the body keys, which is the keys themselves. The keys represent your body's specific mechanisms for soothing tension and stress and ultimately returning you to your natural state of alert relaxation or elegant composure. As we apply these keys, as we allow our bodies to do what they do best, and as we consciously relax into the body's wisdom, all the tension dissipates and we return again to our natural state of openness and responsiveness to life. And as we do this, what happens? We are inspired by life. Life breathes through us and our natural giftedness emerges. So this is what you discover primarily. This is what you discover in the body keys. The stuckness patterns that you get to learn through and listen to the keys that you get to intentionally apply and the gifts that are, are and always have been your own that you get to embody more and more fully as a result of applying the keys. Yeah, it did blow my mind because I felt like it really spoke to me. And also the other thing too that I felt was so powerful for me is, well, two things. One is that a lot of the things that you, I forget what they're called, like the things that you do to, to shift the stuckness patterns. Those are the body keys themselves. Okay. Okay. So that's the body keys themselves. But those things I've figured out, a lot of it I was already doing, yes. but it gave me this like context for A, what I was doing and B, to stop making myself wrong for it. That's right. And that was the biggest thing because it's like, oh, wow, these are just my body's natural ways of speaking to me. And these things, a lot of these things that I had already been doing to help move the energy is actually 
working and <laughs> been getting the right information. Like for example, the soundscape, mm-hmm. that's one of my body keys. And I had already been doing that, right? Like one of the ways that I really help get myself to shift my energy is by listening to certain things, right? And it's not even always necessarily music. A lot of times it'll be like really high frequency channeled information from only a very few sources yes. that feel really resonant with my energy. There's only maybe three or four of them. But that always like brings me into the state of like back to normal, mm-hmm. right? Where I'm like, okay, I'm back to that zero point or that, what did you call it? Our natural state of elegant composure. Elegant composure. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So that was really interesting too. And the way that you described the melancholy for me was so helpful because the way that you were talking about it, that is actually on the other side of that is creativity. Yes. And that I am such a naturally creative person. And that if I actually stop making myself wrong for feeling the way that I feel and just let it kind of move through me, then on the other side of that is creativity. And that resonated for me so much because I am highly creative and I'm always thinking of more and more things to do. And then it helps me to see too with my own clients of like, oh, wow, if they would just allow this creative energy to move through them instead of questioning it or saying, why am I feeling this way and trying to figure it out. And they could allow themselves to be highly creative too, which is what I was doing. The whole thing just completely blew my mind. Wow. I love that you're zooming in on this subject in particular, because one thing I can share right now is that that pattern of melancholy is prevalent, extremely rare to discover a personal formula or a profile as I'm building one for you know anyone who's purchased the body keys. It's very rare to find one that does not include in some measure that pattern of melancholy. Mm-hmm. It'll certainly be far more prominent in some cases than others, but it shows up in almost every single formula, which means that just about every listener to this podcast is going to be able to relate to what you're describing. And I think it's worth stating that I have recorded a separate conversation on the subject of melancholy, detailing exactly what it is that you've learned. And it's available for free online. It's on my YouTube channel. And we can maybe even include a link for any listeners who are... Yeah, we should, because I listened to it. And it was very helpful just to understand. And it's really just a way of understanding the way that you operate in a completely new way that's very helpful to working with your own energy and understanding what your body is trying to tell you. Mm -hmm. For example, when I came to you for the body keys, how do you discover what that formula is for each person? I use human design primarily, and I use an analytical procedure that was a part of the whole discovery for me. It's not in any way connected to typical human design analysis. It's something that I was shown through the body graph, the human design body graph. And to this day, at least for now, that process remains more or less proprietary because I haven't yet begun to train teachers, in part because that's not the position I'm taking in this either. You know, like I don't care to be an analyst or a teacher or even a healer. I do care to partner with anyone that I meet and to be a companion in that. 
there may come a time where I can share in more detail exactly what's happening here and how on a more technical level. It won't be on a podcast, obviously, but for our intents and purposes, it's worth noting that I use human design in order to produce this. It's also worth zooming in a little bit on what you've been repeating, which I find to be the most powerful part of the conversation, which is essentially that we are only ever at odds with our experience as a result of misunderstanding. The gap between ache and pleasure is only ever one of understanding. And here you had a lifetime of misunderstanding a particular sensation as bad, negative, ouch, depression, I don't know about this, etc. That same feeling many people are literally diagnosing as depression, are medicating away, and in doing so, are becoming more disconnected from that part of themselves that is seeking not only expression, but to be used, right? Which is their creative side. So misunderstanding causes that clutch and understanding is precisely what frees us or liberates us to the fullest possible expression of ourselves. And now the thing that was causing so much pain takes on a whole new meaning simply because you understand what's happening. This is far more powerful than a like reframe, mm-hmm. right? You're not convincing yourself that something is different than it is. You are finally shining the light of truth on something that has always been helpful and was only ever hurting as a result of that misunderstanding. Right. I mean, you're not understanding the way that it's of what it's trying to show you or the way it's trying to help you. Correct. This is a very silly example. And I can use it only because I don't actually speak Chinese. But sometimes, even when I get like Chinese food or something, I'll hear the way they talk to one another and I can feel my nervous system like, oh, because it feels like they're yelling at one another. I don't understand the language. The assumption is, you know, they're yelling at me, they're yelling at one another. They are not. That's how they talk. I just don't understand the language. And if I understood what they were saying, I'd probably hear, hey, pass me the sauce for these general so's or like, you know, like not a big deal. Right. And it's the same with the body. And it's the same with our experience. Until we have understanding, we kind of walk around on eggshells and the hair on the back of our neck is up. And we're assuming that at any given point, someone could jump out of the tree and slit our throat. And it's just not like that. Our life is not supposed to be a challenge. We're not here to be tested. We're here for the joy of existing. (laughs) Yeah. And to allow that energy to move through us. And I think that that, for me, was one of the biggest realizations from our work together. And we're going to be continuing working together because it's really helped me understand how to work with my own energy in a very specific way. And I'd love to also talk about the patterns of stuckness too. So are they the same for everybody or they're different depending on their people's human design? There are a total of seven patterns, seven keys, and seven gifts. The seven keys serve to soothe the seven patterns and unlock the potential we find in the gifts. The unique constellation of patterns, keys, and gifts that produce an individual's profile will differ. So you'll end up with a a different grouping of patterns, keys, and gifts. And it's also worth noting in the body keys that there's another section, which we refer to as your elemental expression, which brings in elemental themes to further personalize the whole formula. And that's why I refer to it as a personal formula, because while there aren't that many variables to work with in the system, 
the particular variables that you are working with and how they move through your experience into your life will vary dramatically from one formula to the next. Okay. So there's only seven, but the way you kind of work with them will be different. Well, you didn't have seven patterns in your formula. I think you had three, you had four. Four of the seven were extremely prominent in your formula. The fact of the matter is in life, all of us are experiencing all of these things, but each of us, we kind of specialize in particular areas and the patterns are revealing to us what those areas are. Got it. And so you'll, you'll have typically between two and five patterns and then two and five keys, depending upon how things work out. In my formula, it's all happening. In other formulas, it'll be one or two, and that's very rare. So usually you're working with a, a cluster of patterns a cluster of keys which serve to soothe those patterns, and a cluster of gifts which help us to begin to understand the dimensionality of your personality expressing itself authentically in life. And then I was curious too, because I remember I was explaining this to somebody else and they asked me if it had had anything to do with the gene keys. Yeah, great question. I include a gene keys profile with every body keys personal formula package for the fun of it. The gene keys were a contributing part in that they introduced me to the potential of the elemental expression. That did not come from human design. It came in a way from the gene keys. I am as steeped in the gene keys as I am in human design from a studied perspective. In fact, I'd even go so far as to say that I have a great deal more respect for the gene keys in terms of its usefulness as a system than human design, only because of the potential trap that I see in human design. Human design, again, is a great tool if you know how to use it as such, but it's a trick. You got to learn how to adapt yourself to it constructively. Otherwise, you'll get lost. Whereas the gene keys, to me, feels safer. It's poetic. It's beautiful. Still a lot of information, still easy to get bound up in that kind of like headspace, but it's so beautiful that I think ultimately the frequency of that material will, will deliver you back to yourself in time. That makes sense. And I think also with all of these like systems, you have to be able to use it in a way that is applicable and you can actually like apply it versus just learn it. And then also I think some people can use it as a reason why they can't do something or like to to get themselves stuck into some kind of a box yes. of like, oh, well, I'm a projector or something, so I can't like, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? And that I think is where it becomes problematic. It's the same thing as like when someone learns about some, something about a past life and they're like, oh, well, this happened to me in a past life. That's why I can't do this now. And that's the worst possible application for any of these types of things. So I think that's really important to note is it's much more of like just the way you can apply it that's actually going to serve you versus it being about any kind of way that it's going to box you in, I guess. You could not be more right about that. And you're definitely picking up on something that is fundamental for me. I did pick up on that early on myself that none of this information was useful unless it could be made use of in a meaningful way. Sifting through a ton of information in order to arrive at that practical fundament is something I've developed as a skill because I spent all the years leading up to this doing that Uh with Christianity and Buddhism and witchcraft and Sufism and Hermeticism and everything I could get my hands on sifting through all of these ideas to find that truth. You know, I love words. 
The Gene Keys book is like this thick. I mean, it's enormous. And I love that. Except you'll notice that when you receive the Body Keys personal formula, and you can attest to this, it's a few pages long. I am very intentionally avoiding the expansion of words and instead distilling all of that energy into very specific words. And so instead you get a very concise profile with very specific words, which are bold printed or italicized depending upon prominence. And then this recording that invites you to experience something. To the best of my ability, I want to avoid the trap of intellect and instantly deliver you to an experience that transforms your life. Yeah, I love that. And you definitely have done that. (laughs) So it makes a lot of sense. So much of the work that I do is around clearing trauma, old belief systems, programming, patterning from childhood, but also, you know, ancestrally and just a lot of the programming that is just, you know, we're born into. So where do you think that intersects with this work and how can this be helpful with that? Because it's interesting for me to think about like, you know, just the way that I kind of am based on the body keys, just the way my energy works versus how I grew up and what has been programmed into me from that perspective. That Does that make sense as a question? I believe it does. The first question that I hear from you is, is there an intersection? And the answer is a very clear yes. For sure, we can recognize that in any case where we are turning our attention toward these traumatic past experiences and recognizing these painful patterns emerging, what's the response in every case? It's the ouch. It's the feeling of tension. It's the feeling of stuckness. And by the way, that feeling of stuckness can uh, reveal itself as tension or limpness, right? So in either case, we have this drain of energy from the system, whether that comes through like holding so tightly or from just like, boom, I have nothing left to offer. In either case, the life is sucked out of us. That's what we're identifying in the pattern of stuckness. And it's why we feel bad. It's why we feel stuck. So in your work, one of, I would say, one of the very most practical and fundamental tools might be something like the body keys, where we have a mechanism of exchange that allows us to meet those moments in a more beautiful way, to recognize that release of energy to be unnecessary or even better, to recognize that it's a physical signal indicating that we are misaligned in our attention, in our orientation of attention. And so instead, we press pause on all the worry and all the work and all the attempts at healing ourselves, and we remember to breathe, and we learn to relax through our application of the keys and become empowered to meet those big moments in more beautiful ways. That's ultimately what this is about. It's, it, we're dealing with a dichotomy And on one side of it is disempowerment, and on the other side of it is empowerment. And these prior patterns, including these past traumas, these achy stories, they always disempower us. And we literally become smaller as a result, whether that's a physical constriction or a function of our decision-making and behavioral patterns. We're made smaller as a result of that disempowered view. The body keys are constantly returning us to full empowerment in a way that avoids the mental activity in a way that takes us right into experience and gives the body what it needs to return to its natural state. I mean, I don't want to skip past this phrase that I'm using very explicitly. Consider what it means for your natural way to be elegant and composed. 
consider what it means when I'm saying that your natural state is one of poise. Is that what most of us are moving through life experiencing as natural? It is not. No. What we have come to expect is the opposite of that. Most of us are in chronic tension, chronic discomfort. What I am attempting to communicate here, both through my various services and also right now on this call, is that there is an enormous paradigm shift that is required in order for us to ultimately tap the potential that is ours to live out. And that paradigm is entirely different from what we've been fed. We're not broken. Our natural state is perfection, is openness, poise, availability, creativity. But to reconnect to this requires something of us. And the first thing it requires is awareness. And that's a part of what we arrive at through your workout, imagine, and through the body keys. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. And I think it, it goes back to kind of what you said before about just not really understanding what we're experiencing That's right. and having that misunderstanding, right? Where it's like, we've been told one thing about, you know, the way that things should be or the way that we should feel or how we should do things. But all of that is not actually a contribution to the truth of who we are. It's pulling us further away from the truth of who we are. And like these tools you've developed are leading you back, right, to the truth of who you are. And I think that's all we're, <laughs> that's all we're really trying to do. You know, I always say in my own work, you know, all we're really doing here is changing the relationship with ourselves, hmm. right? And I think that so many people get caught up and, and I'm curious your perspective on this. I think so many people get caught up on trying to figure it out, Right. And I see so many of my clients being like, okay, I know this is something I come up against, or I know I'm always feeling this way, but I need to figure out why. Mm -hmm. We can figure out why, but that's like this much. Right. And like we can pinpoint the trauma, and I'm really freaking good at that. But that's only this much. Right. Because then it's like, okay, well, then how are we shifting it? And I think that. People get really stuck in trying to figure it out or thinking that there's more that they need to figure out instead of returning to the truth of who they are, which is what you're talking about. So I'm curious, you know, what your thoughts are on that. My experience perfectly mirrors your own in that regard. Um, We've all done this. You know, we've become very effective at living in one of two places, the past or the future. Mm -hmm. And the one place that we tend to miss is the miracle that's unfolding right now. I think that we bind ourselves in knots when we forget the miracle that waking up to this day actually is. Ultimately, we're making it harder on ourselves than it needs to be. And once again, the only reason anyone would ever do that is because they don't understand how life works. Yeah, They don't understand how powerful they are. I told you all, every listener, at the start of this conversation that my whole journey has been one of seeking truth, discovering truth. And what I've meant by this is an underlying truth, capital T truth. Is there something beneath everything that we can see that is somehow alive and intelligent and supportive of the whole symphony of experience, right? And the answer is that yes, absolutely yes, there is. And we have a lot of words and synonyms for it. We can call it truth, life, light, God, source, spirit, beauty, connecting to this underlying reality is what heals us. Connecting to the truth 
is what heals us. Shining a light in a dark room is what dispels the darkness. Darkness is not an existent thing. It's misunderstanding. The moment you flick the light on, where does the darkness go? It never existed. Light is the thing that exists. We have this opportunity to connect to that every single moment, but not in the past and not in the future, only right now. And so there's something about all this that is constantly, like you can feel the vortex of this, constantly pulling us back into ourselves to discover, rediscover, remember the miracle of our own existence. The fact that we woke up today is everything. And if we could continually turn toward and celebrate that, whatever is in front of us, the beauty of it, all of these things we've been working so hard to address would resolve. Over and over again, the discovery of truth leads us back to the truth about wisdom, which is that the deepest wisdom is always simple and contained in simplicity is the greatest complexity of all life itself. The truth is always simple. It's always available. It's even obvious. And once we see it, it's like, duh, but we can't see it until we do. And until we do, what are we busy working on? <laughs> you know, like everything at once. There's something special happening here, but it requires us to think about things in basically 180 degrees, 180 degrees different than we did in the opposite direction. I know. I always say that everything that we've been taught is actually the opposite. It's so true, but it's it's also about trusting that and trusting yourself in that process. Because I think that's something that can be challenging for people, including myself, is really trusting yourself to do things completely differently than we've been taught. And I was actually just having this conversation with a client right before this, specifically around the subject of money, because you know we tend to separate money out of the equation when we talk about trusting your inner guidance, trusting your intuition, doing what you know to be true for you, regardless of what you know other people think. And we can understand that through the context of whatever it is, what you're meant to do in life or decisions you need to make or whatever. But then when it comes to the subject of money, it's almost like we forget that topic. And I was talking to this client about really trusting your inner knowing that you don't have to do things in these programmed ways that other people say you should around money, right? There's a lot of programming around, well, this is good and this is bad. This is the way you should do things. This is the way you shouldn't do things and all of that. And I was like, but what if you could just completely trust yourself that you know exactly the way to move and exactly what to do when it comes to money? And what if you stopped making yourself wrong for doing things in ways that other people don't? Yeah, it's very good. So I, I think that that piece is so important because there's a lot of, you know, almost like energetic burden or heaviness around the way that things are supposed to be done or the way that things, you know, quote unquote, are... <laughs> and allowing yourself to step beyond that or the opposite of that or whatever you want to call it, you know, that can feel challenging because it's almost like you have to break through these energetic barriers that are around you. If we try to do that actively by force of will, we will exhaust ourselves. And unfortunately, that's what many of us have ended up doing, even under the best of intentions. What I love about this is the innocence and the sincerity of the movement. It doesn't work. It doesn't really sustainably work, but the individual applying themselves in this way, and you and I meet and serve many of these sort of people, the sincerity with which they are aimed at that is, man, is there anything more beautiful than that, right? It fills my heart with such love 
because that's me too, right? That's all of us who are paying attention and who care deeply enough, but it doesn't work. So there's something deeper for us to discover. And that's what I want to continually return to. And that's what I love about this conversation today, because over and over again, that's what we get to return to. What's happening under the surface? How can we penetrate the veil of appearance and remember that underlying truth and remember our relationship to it? It's the only thing that ultimately matters because it's the only thing that ultimately and sustainably empowers us to be who we are and to express from that place, essentially to come into a position of partnership, conscious partnership with life. We begin to participate rather than get thrown around by our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, one of the most powerful things with your work and just in general, what I've been really understanding on a much deeper level this year is just the degree to which when you can stop making yourself wrong for the ways that you naturally are and then let yourself like have that relationship with yourself and the universe, just like the way the freedom that opens up and like the liberation that opens up and just the way that things have the space to unfold in the way that they're meant to when you stop being at odds with yourself and the world. So beautiful. Yes, it brings us right back to the point we've been making all along, which is that the only gap is one of understanding. It's not that any of us are necessarily doing anything wrong. We're just going at it the wrong way. We don't understand how to use the tools and the equipment that we've been given. It's fascinating. I mean, I have the image in my head is that each of us was given this hammer. It's a very useful tool, but either we were never told how to use it or we were told how to use it by someone who didn't understand how to use it. So you've got a bunch of us standing there at the wall, whacking our thumbs against the wall with this hammer and going, this is really painful. This is hard work and it's really painful. And I don't know what I'm going to have to do about this hammer to you know, make this less painful, but I'm going to figure it out. And so we hire guides and people and they're telling us about the hammer and we're whacking away. And it's like, still hurts. <laughs> and it's not until someone says, hold on a second, you know, you aim it here at the nail that we actually realize that one, we were the only ones ever ultimately hurting ourselves. Two, we were innocent in the act because we just didn't understand how the tool or equipment worked. And three, now that we know to hit the nail, we can build shit. Mm -hmm. It changes everything. We're not missing a single thing. We're not missing a single ingredient. No single one of us is flawed. No single one of us is broken. And I mean that as a sweeping statement. I'm referring to a level of perfection here that is profound, that is representative, referred to as God, right? I mean, think about these spiritual ideas that we all carry around and bandy about, the idea that everything is one thing. We talk about the universe. We talk about source. We talk about spirit. We have an understanding intellectually that says everything is one thing. But what does that actually mean? What happens if we take that to its furthest end? What it means is that if everything is one thing, there is no opposing force to that one thing or else it is no longer true that everything is one thing. We have words like eternity and infinity and God. If these things exist, then nothing exists in opposition to these things. Otherwise, the whole idea dissolves. I think the only thing we're missing here is the willingness to take our own spiritual ideas seriously enough. And when we do that, then the light of understanding shines on life and we begin to see, oh my word, we are literal extensions of divinity itself. Oh my goodness, I'm the one misapplying a neutral law in a way that unfortunately hurts me and others, 
But the moment we understand how to use the hammer, we stop whacking our own thumb or other people's skulls and we start to build and we start to become constructive agents in this evolution of life. That's what we're here to do. We don't get it until we see it and we can't see it until we're shown it. And we also can't see it until we're willing to see it. But the moment that any of us does, everything changes. And that's a part of what you're describing. And it's absolutely everything I'm living. I've staked my life on it. And yes, it does connect to everything. It connects to your creative contribution. It connects to the quality of your relationships. It connects to your impact in the world. And it connects to finances. All of these things are connected. Yeah. And this is the core that connects them. Absolutely. And I I think the last thing that I'll bring up is... I think the other place that people can get stuck a lot is in the comparison, right? Like comparing yourself to other people or even comparing yourself to yourself or what you think you should have done or whatever that is. And that's something that I think is so important to just look at because I think this is a place that people can really make themselves wrong. Mm -hmm. And really like coming back to this understanding that everybody has this very unique way that they're supposed to move in the world and energy is supposed to move and the experiences that they're meant to go through that really can't be compared to anyone or anything. That's right. Nature persists on symbiosis. Everything in nature moves in a manner that serves life. Every natural system expands itself. Life replenishes itself. If you as a human being stand beside a tree, you take a deep breath in and you exhale, your exhalation, your waste products are everything that tree needs in order to sustain life. And its exhalations are everything that you as a human being need in order to sustain life. And that same cycle is playing out with the sun and that same cycle is playing out with the soil. And that tree as an entity is doing everything it needs to do in order to both produce and support all of life. And so life is coursing through the tree and the tree is alive. We are not different than the tree, but we've been tricked into thinking we are. And the thing that kind of blows my mind is that we are connected to this source of support, this infinite source of life, whether we know it or not. And we actually do know it in just about every area of our experience. For instance, you take a bite of food and to this day, no scientist is going to be able to tell you exactly how it is that bite of food becomes everything your body needs, blood cells, bone, skin, hair, how? It's alchemy. It's magic. It's not actually. It's the most natural thing in the world, but it happens and it happens and we don't worry about it. We're not staring at that bite of food with a shaky hand going, I don't know if it's going to work this time. <laughs> and when you take a deep breath in and you exhale the breath, You're not terrified that you won't be able to take another deep breath in. If we did, what would happen? We'd hold our breath all the time and eventually die because we're not exhaling the breath we just took. You sit on a chair. You're not concerned that it's going to dissolve into particulate matter. You sit because you know the chair is going to hold you. So in every direction of our lives, we are moving through life in a way that is fully dependent upon and fully entrusted to this underlying intelligence I'm referring to. But we've been tricked into thinking that somehow the same mechanism that supports everything might not work on the subject of our bank accounts. It might not work on my website or with this new service I'm excited to share. The only challenge here is taking our best ideas seriously enough to live into them. That's it. And I'm saying that to most of your listeners. There are many people in the world who have not yet encountered the best ideas. But I can only imagine that if you're listening to this podcast, 
you're already carrying a backpack full of the most godlike ideas about life. You've got a sense for the spiritual mechanisms at play. Stop talking about and considering it. At some point, you're going to have to say, okay, what would it mean to entrust myself to this? What would it mean if this were actually true? And so that's what my work aims toward. And that's why it is that a system like human design, which is an analytical system, a specialized system, it's why that's kind of seeing its way into the past in terms of my own work. And what's emerging is something much more like what we've experienced here today. What's emerging will serve the truth in each one of us, and it will serve a complete reconnection to that truth in a way that completely empowers us from the inside out. And then it's never going to be a question of trauma because we will have taken back full and complete control of our own life from now, not the past. And we'll begin to experience life like the video game that it is. It resets itself every moment. We don't have to keep repainting the palette with prior experience. We get to choose what goes on the palette from now. If we knew that, we could literally become anything we wish to become. We could do anything we wish to do. And the flow of resources that would arrive to accommodate that movement would exceed our understanding. But it would happen just like it does all around us. I love that. That's so true. And it's so like, when you look at it like that, it's like, oh, well, duh, you know? Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. And then can you just tell people like where they can find you, but then also what might be the best way to start working with you? Because I know there's a lot on your website of like different packages and things. So Great. what is kind of from your perspective, like the best way to, to dive into Well, first of all, thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about that at all. If it were up to me, especially based on what we've discussed here today, I would encourage anyone who's interested to check out the trifecta package. I've redesigned my trifecta package to be fully customizable. And based on our conversation today, the three or the trifecta of services that I would recommend are the Forgotten Sense Levels 1 and 2, which clearly and explicitly deals with that underlying mechanism we've been talking about today and the body keys. The forgotten sense is the most important conversation I will ever have with any human being. So I I want that for everyone listening. And the body keys are the most important resource that I could possibly deliver because it's something you can take and run with in your everyday life. So that would be what I'd beeline for. And if you're interested in learning about either of those systems, the forgotten sense or the body keys, you can just click through and visit their pages. There's a ton of content there, videos you can watch, plenty to read about. But when it comes time to purchase, reach out to me directly or else click on that trifecta bundle and assemble it in this way. Forgotten Sense Levels 1 and 2 and the Body Keys, that would be my choice. Cool. And then we'll link your website below and then and your Instagram also so people can reach out to you. Awesome. Thank you to everyone listening as well. Yeah. I never take it for granted that (laughs) we get to have these conversations. I was just so blown away by your work. I just wanted to talk about it more. So it it really has helped me so much and just understand, just to understand my own depths and all of that and work with my energy in such a profound way. So Mm. thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing all of this. It was a pleasure. You are most welcome. It was for me as well. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, leave a review and share this show with your friends who you know are yearning for this type of content. You can stay connected with me by following me on Instagram at Elise underscore Breeze and by joining my Facebook group, Breeze to Succeed, where I share my weekly energy forecasts. And subscribe to my list 
where you'll receive a free breathwork session, meditation, and journaling prompts to deeply connect with your intuition at elisebreathes.com. See you next time.